You're listening to episode 16 of the Afros and Pixie Dust podcast, The Lion Queen with Trafina. Hey, Diz friends. Welcome to episode 16 of the Afros and Pixie Dust podcast. I am your host, June. So this week, The Lion King is set to be released in theaters. And I don't know if I'm ready, but I got to get ready because it's coming. (laughs) I'm seeing it on Thursday. It is my number one Disney movie. It was the movie I watched incessantly growing up. Um, It was the first movie that really exposed me to Disney. And... I'm excited to see how they created this non-live action, live action, and to see this new reincarnation of it. I was not actually planning to see it when they first announced it, but as is the cycle of live action movies, (laughs) I eventually came around and now I look forward to seeing what Disney did uh, this time around. Last week was the red carpet premiere of The Lion King, and I was so excited to follow along with some of my favorite POC accounts as they walked the red carpet and got to actually see the show. Tamika, Tiffany, and Tanae from The Brown Side of Disney all went, and I loved following along in their stories, as well as Courtney from Color Me Courtney and Color Me Magic. And I also enjoyed following along with her. And I loved seeing Stephanie, uh, also known as Flowers for Steph on Instagram, and Yvette, also known as Disneyland Mermaid, getting to meet and greet the stars of the show on the red carpet. So I saw y'all and I'm really excited to see that we out there doing things and getting to enjoy this historic movie. Everyone knows me for my Disney bounds, and I actually have not come up with a Disney bound for this movie because I was not in the creative space to do this movie justice. And so I'm probably going to have to do a whole series of The Lion King at a later date. And I just, I have to do it right. So if y'all looking for a Disney bound for me for The Lion King, you're not going to get it right now. The right inspiration has to come to me before I can even broach this because my heart can't take it right now (laughs) after the interview stay tuned because i have a few special announcements to make including the giveaway that i had teased about in last week's episode and i don't want you guys to miss out don't fast forward we ain't about that life that ain't cool but definitely after you listen to the interview stay tuned if you are interested in entering the giveaway um, for more information And I'll also have an update, finally, on the D23 Expo meetup. This week's guest is Trafina. She is a multidimensional artist from Columbus, Ohio. She is a professional actress, and her career includes work overseas, throughout North America, as well as on and off Broadway. And she is currently gracing the stage as Queen Sarabi, in Disney's The Lion King on Broadway in New York. I had the pleasure of seeing Trafina perform when I went to see The Lion King on Broadway for my birthday. 
and I actually got to meet up with her at the stage door afterwards and she is so sweet and such a beautiful soul and uh, it was a great highlight to my birthday weekend and then the next day my actual birthday it was when I got to interview her so it was a really cool little birthday treat for me. In addition to acting, Trafina is an author, director, producer, and a life coach. She encourages individuals to live their best lives by reminding us that fear is stupid. And I've definitely had to repeat that mantra to myself a lot lately. She recently finished directing and producing a short film titled Dear Carefree Black Girl, which is currently on the festival circuit, so be sure to check it out. And without further ado, let's get into my conversation with Trafina. Hi, Trafina. Welcome to the show. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to talk to you. So am I. This is like amazing. (laughs) (laughs) So can you start off by telling us a little bit about yourself? Sure. Um, Well, my name is Trafina Wade. I am a professional actor and singer, uh, among other things. (laughs) I like to call myself poly hyphenated. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So but yeah, I'm a professional actor. Currently, I'm in um, The Lion King on Broadway. Uh, And I play the role of Sarabi, who is the queen. She's the mother of Simba. Um, so I've been doing that for quite a while now. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm from Columbus, Ohio. Um, I went to Howard University, any bison out there? What's up bison? Um, yeah, I'm a traveler. I'm a writer. I'm many things. Uh, but my main thing right now is Lion King on Broadway. So, yes. And I went to see you yesterday. Yes, you did. Thanks for coming. <laughs> yes, it was amazing. Oh, I good. It. Oh, I'm so glad. I'm so glad. Yeah. You And you've seen the show before, right? Yeah, so that, that was my third time seeing it. Awesome. Awesome. But, I love yeah. when people come, like, over and over again. It's so cool to, to know that people love the show that much, that they'll, you know, keep coming back. I mean, that show is so beautiful. Yeah. That was, I think, the first Broadway show. Well, maybe the second. Like, I saw, I think, Phantom, like, in okay. middle school or something. Yeah, but yeah. That was, um, <laughs> like, the first, like, you know, Broadway show as an adult, I guess, yeah. um, that I went to see. And that show is, like, it for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then Frozen gets a close second. Okay, okay. That, yeah. I feel like that show is, it was so well done. Yeah. That's everything is just, it's just so beautiful. Everyone yeah. should see it at least once in their life. I agree. <laughs> and, not, <laughs> and not just because I'm in it, but I really do love the show. I mean, I really do love it. And it's, it's funny that after having been a part of the show for a while, I still feel like, chills sometimes like there are definitely still moments where I'm like oh this is just so beautiful you know so that's really cool yeah yeah amazing yeah so we're gonna dive deep into who Trafina is okay uh, but before that (laughs) um I'm gonna ask you a few Disney questions okay (laughs) (laughs) Disney trivia let's see if I pass (laughs) 
and no judgment. Okay, you know, okay. Everyone has their own level of Disney exposure. Right, of course, of course. <laughs> um, but when were you first exposed to Disney? Oh, wow. I mean, I, I, I think as a kid, you know, we all kind of grew up watching those Disney movies. Like I, as a kid, I loved Cinderella. Um, I loved The Lion King, of course. Um, but yeah, like I just grew up kind of watching Disney everything. Like, you know, we all know Mickey Mouse and then, you know, you're introduced to the whole cast of characters, Goofy and Donald Duck and everybody. And then you see the movies. And so it's just like, it was just always a part of my life and a part of my childhood. So yeah, I, I honestly can't remember a time that I didn't know what Disney was, you know? Yeah. You know, it's just so much a part of our culture. So yeah. Yeah. Very yeah. so. And it's been around over 90 years. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's just, it's just, it's just part of culture, you know? Yeah. So do you have a favorite Disney movie or a show? Um, that's hard to say. I love so many of the movies. Um, I love, I love Little Mermaid. I love um, Cinderella. You know what movie I love that for some reason I feel like people don't, like it doesn't, it's not as popular, Fantasia. Do you uh, remember Fantasia? Yes. I loved Fantasia and I think as a kid, I think people thought it was weird for me to love it, but I just loved the music. You know what I mean? Like, it was just so much beautiful music, and I just loved it. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I guess it's hard to pick a favorite. I guess I shouldn't say Lion King. That would be kind of cli- be kind of cliche to say, to say that. Uh, but I do love Lion King. <laughs> no judgment. Um, <laughs> That's the running theme here. Yeah, That's yeah, here, so. yeah. <laughs> I think it's I think it's really hard for me to choose a favorite. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. My so my my core favorite is Lion King, but okay. on any given day it can change. Right, you know? it can shift. Yeah, <laughs> it can shift. Yeah. So do, are there any characters, any Disney characters that you would say you identify with that are kind of like maybe your spirit animals or oh, characters? Um <laughs> I don't know. Um, that's an interesting question. <laughs> Any <laughs> characters that I say I identify with? Well, you know, I love um, the uh, what is her? I can't remember her name, and that's so bad. That's okay. She's a she's a Disney princess. I should know her name. Um, what color does she wear? The princess. The princess and the and she's the green. She's the black one. She's Tiana. Tiana I should know that, right? I should know that. <laughs> Um, I think probably, I guess her, just because she's like the first black Disney princess, you know what I mean? So I, you know, I just, I guess I just think it's amazing, you know, that they kind of include everybody nowadays, you know? Yeah. Yeah. She's Um, also a running theme here. Yeah. Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, that's cool. (laughs) We love Tiana. Yeah. I love her is an icon but of course I love Sarabi because that's who I play <laughs> yeah right, right. <laughs> so yeah and she's yeah. a lioness and she's fierce so yeah <laughs> oh yeah she is a queen <laughs> she is a queen she's absolutely a queen not a princess but a queen you know exactly so have you ever been to a Disney park I have I've been to the park in Orlando a couple times actually and 
the first time I went was I was an adult. Um, and it was just amazing. Like people always talk about the parks and talk about how magical they are and, and all of that. And I think a lot of times people think it's magical for kids, but it's as an adult, it was still, it was pretty magical as an adult. Um, just to kind of see, cause you know, like I said, we kind of grow up with Disney. We grow up with these characters and then to go to the park and just see them walking around like it's just an amazing feeling it has it makes your childhood just kind of like come back to you you know what I mean so um but yeah I've been to the parks in Orlando a couple times and it's it's an amazing experience we love the parks here yeah yeah (laughs) so much fun yeah so much fun and it's, I feel like there's a just a vibe there that's like positive. There is, there is, and, and it so, is kind of magical. Like people talk about that Disney magic, and it, you know, but it is kind of a magical thing. There's something. There's like something there. They're sprinkling happy dust in the air or something because <laughs> it's just like a happy, happy place. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So it's a it's a good escape from. The everyday exactly yeah definitely yeah so let's talk about you and how awesome you are oh (laughs) (laughs) okay well where should we begin (laughs) um so when did you decide that acting was your passion um I think when I was a kid, I always wanted to be an actor. Um, I would watch TV and I would watch, you know, my parents took us to see theater um, when we were kids. And I just, I just loved it. I loved the idea of telling stories. I thought watching people on stage was just a magical thing. Um, And so I think I knew from the time I was a little kid that I wanted to be an actor. It's weird though, because I, I would tell people, I want to be a lawyer. I want to be an open... I remember telling people I wanted to be an open heart surgeon. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know where that came from. I think <laughs> it, just, it just sounded impressive. Right. But even, like, even saying those things, I still knew that I wanted to be an actor. And um, when I realized that I absolutely just had to do it was I, took, I came to New York. Um, when I was in high school, I was in the marching band. And we marched in the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade um, here in New York City. So, you know, we came to New York and as a part of our time in New York, we saw um, a couple Broadway shows and we saw Les Mis. And I was just like, I don't know what's going on, but I got to do that. Whatever that is that they're doing, I got to do it. Because it was just an amazing feeling. Um, I felt like I was, you know, transported to this other world. And I just loved that they were acting and singing and dancing and telling this story. Um, And I just knew from then, I was like, I got to live in New York. I got to do that. Whatever that is, I got to do it. (laughs) So, yeah, I think I kind of always knew um, from when I was a kid. But when I was in high school and took that first trip to New York, that's when I just knew beyond a shadow of a doubt that I had to be an actor. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. When you went to Howard, you, you majored in? Yeah, I, so I majored um, in theater, in musical theater at Howard, yeah. And um, that experience, it gave me a lot of an, an amazing education, but it also gave me um, kind of a grit. Like, you need, some, you need some grit in order to make it in this business because it's not easy. Like, you know, I think people see the glitz and the glamour and 
the fun and oh you're living your dreams and all of this but it's not an easy journey you know what I mean so going to Howard definitely gave me that grit um and uh and gave me you know my training and my education yeah yeah the closest I've gotten to Broadway was in college I worked at Bubba Gump Shrimp Company And so, but I did see, you know, a lot of my coworkers were, were actors. And yeah. It, yeah. I saw how it wasn't easy, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And so I totally understand, you know, it's, there is a lot of work and stress and. Yeah. And a lot of like rejection, you know, yeah. people don't, people don't see that part, but, right. you know, but if you're, if you're loving it and you're doing what you love, it's, you know, the rewards are worth it. So, Yeah. Right, right. The beauties and the work, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, how long have you been acting professionally? I've been acting professionally for about, oh, wow, like 16 years now. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's been, a, it's been a long time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, compared to to some other people, it hasn't been a long time, but you know yeah about 16 years yeah what do you remember your first job yes my first job um was at a theater in arlington virginia called signature theater it's actually a very well-known theater um in the theater community um and the show was a funny thing happened on the way to the forum and i played tintinabula (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> she was a courtesan from the east and okay. I wore this costume that had like bells all over it and I did this dance and all the bells started clanging and it yeah it was a lot of fun <laughs> wow. but yeah that was my first professional acting job yeah awesome yeah <laughs> yeah um so what are some of your favorite roles that you played oh wow um well I did a production of Smokey Joe's Cafe um, I don't know if you're familiar with that, but I played the role made famous by Brenda Braxton, who is one of our theater divas, one of our black theater legends. Yeah. Um, so I played that role. Um, I also played Dina Jones in a perfect in a production of Dream Girls. Uh-huh. Um let's see what else. Uh Lion King, I mean, playing Sarabi is definitely one of my favorite roles um I just you know I I love playing her um and I also understudy the role of Shenzi and that role is a lot of fun as well yeah yeah um but I think my probably my most favorite and most life-changing role I think was I did a production of a show called Open the Door Virginia um that was one of the productions that was like one of my first shows once I graduated from college and um I did that show at a theater in Virginia and this, the show was basically about um, the Brown versus versus board of education case that led to school desegregation in the United States. And so I played the main character. So it's based on a, uh, based on a real, you know, true story. I played the main character who was like this young girl who led this protest in her school to get like equal, um, like equal teaching in her school. So I think that's probably 
the most one of the most powerful roles I've ever played and one of the most challenging. And so that's definitely one of my favorites. That was a powerful, amazing movement. Yeah. In addition to acting, seeing you in the show, you look like you have a dancing background. Is that another <laughs> passion of yours? Um, I do have a bit of a dancing background. I would not call myself a dancer okay. because I know dancers and <laughs> I can't do what they do. But uh but I do have I do have dance training. I do have some dance training. Um and I just you know, I enjoy movement and dance of all kinds. Um so yeah, I do have a bit of a dance background, but I would never stand next to one of the dancers in my show and call myself a dancer. I just wouldn't dare. Okay. <laughs> because what they do is amazing every night. Um yeah. but yeah, I do I do have a dance background, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, just the movements. I mean, and I'm just going to keep gushing about the show throughout yeah. the whole <laughs> episode, but at the movements of everyone, like yeah. all the actors, all the dance, like it's just so beautiful. Yeah, <laughs> and it's so, the dancing in Lion King is so specific. Um, and, you know, I mean, really everything about the show is so specific. And that's really one of the things that I love about it is that it's not a cookie cutter theater experience it's not a cookie cutter like Broadway show you know what I mean like everything is so specific and so well thought out not to say that other shows aren't but it's just very very specific um to you know the story that we're trying to tell and the cultures that it pulls from and all of that so there is a level of ability that you know everybody has to kind of have when you audition, when you come to the show that, you know, everybody has a dance audition at some point, at some level. Um, yeah. And just because it's, it's so specific to what they want, you know what I mean? So, yeah. That whole artistic flow is, it, yeah. I think it was the first scene. I just, I can't even breathe. <laughs> and it wasn't my first yeah. time seeing it, but just remembering like yeah. how they had the, the actors, be the grass yeah yeah oh, gosh. yeah we so embody you know we embody every single thing we embody everything wow so queen sarabi <laughs> how long have you been with the lion king show um well i first started with the show in 2010 um and i was actually on the north american tour so i was on the north american tour for about five and a half years and then I left the tour and I, I moved back to New York and then I, you know, joined the Broadway company and I was there just for a short time. And then I left again and I was gone for about a year and a half. And then I came back again and now I'm here for a little while longer. So it's been on and off um, since 2010. So almost nine years on and off for almost nine years. Yeah. Wow. So maybe I did see you in when I went the last time. <laughs> well, where did did you go to Broadway or did you see it on tour? I did Broadway. Okay. Um, let's see, maybe twenty twelve. Oh no, I was still on tour at that time. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was yeah. still on tour. Yeah. In addition to Sarabi, you said you were Shenzi. Were there other roles that you played? Yeah, on? so I understudy uh, Shenzi, which basically all the all the parts have 
one or two, sometimes three understudies. So if the main person who plays that part is ill or takes a vacation or whatever, then, you know, they call upon the understudy to, uh, you know, play the part while that person is gone. So I understudy Shenzi, who is the female hyena. She's the Whoopi Goldberg hyena. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that part is a lot of fun to play. It's very different um, from Sarabi. And that's one of the reasons I love it because they're just two very different characters. Um, you know, Sarabi is the queen and she's pulled and she's all this. And Shinzi is just like down in the gutter and you know, <laughs> loud and brash and bossy. So, um, so yeah, it's a lot of fun getting to play both of those roles. It's really enjoyable seeing the way that they portray um, Shenzi and the other hyenas. Yeah, um, yeah. So, question. Mm-hmm. The costuming. Yeah. So, Sarabi has a headpiece. Yes. Um, and that is stationary. Yes. Um, and, I, I mean, I don't want to give away the show for people who haven't seen it, but <laughs> right. you know, there's a scene where she's crying. Yeah. And that is beautiful. Yeah. I love how it's done. Yeah. Um, but Shenzi... Her headpiece is mobile. Correct. So it's so everybody in the show has to learn how to be a puppeteer on some level. Okay. Um, because basically everything is a puppet. Like every character, every animal, every everything is a puppet of some sort. Some are really big, some are small, but everything is a puppet. So um, Shenzi, the, hyen- the hyenas, they're all like the heads are all puppets. So they, you know, the mouths move and, you know, you maneuver them different ways. And that's probably, um, that can probably be one of the more challenging things about playing one of the hyenas is that you really have to embody the, the, the hyena. You kind of have to become, you know, this hyena and the way you hold your body, the way you um, hold the puppet, because you're not necessarily using your head as the head of the ca- of the character. You know, this puppet head is, is the head. So you have to make it come alive and move it around. And, um, and that's, it can be very intricate to do that. Um, so yeah, yeah. But it's, yeah, it's a puppet that's movable and, and yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so how, how many hours of, rehearsal do you you typically have to kind of get all that down yeah well when you first join the show um everybody gets four weeks of rehearsal where like if you're brand new to the show you've never done it before you get four weeks of rehearsal where you basically learn all of your music you learn all of your staging you learn how to work with all of your costumes all of the puppets like you learn how to maneuver all these puppets the way they want you to um you kind of learn how to embody these animals embody these characters so yeah you get you get four weeks when you start out yeah and it's pretty it can be pretty intense depending on you know what character you're playing what role you're playing it can be pretty intense (laughs) yeah yeah so when you first set out to audition mm-hmm. for the Lion King or to be on the show, was Sarabi the character that was your goal to be? Not at all. Okay. <laughs> Not at all. Um, I wanted to be Nala. I wanted okay. to be Nala. I feel yeah. like every every girl who's in musical theater at some point wants to be Nala. Okay. Um, I wanted to be Nala. I didn't even think of any of the other female characters. Like, 
I was just, when I first saw the show, she was the one. I was like, yep, that's what I'm going to be. And um, as I started auditioning, and funny enough, I started meeting other people who had done the show before. And they were like, yeah, 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 we know you want to be Nala, but check out the other female characters. Check out Sarabi, check out Shinzi, you know, like there are other parts you can play um, other than just Nala. So I was like, okay, fine, but I still want to be Nala. <laughs> yeah. You know, and um, when I actually, when I first auditioned, I auditioned for the, um, for the show in, in Germany, in Hamburg, Germany. And so I had, to, I was auditioning to cover the role of Nala and I had to learn, you know, all her songs and everything I had to learn in German. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is so <laughs> confusing. Um, and I didn't get it, which was fine. Cause I was like, I don't know if I'm ready to move to Germany. Like, I don't know if I'm ready for that just yet, but, um, I came back to the U S and then I went in again for the show and they were seeing me for Shenzi. And I was like, I don't want to be Shenzi. Mm -mm. <laughs> I didn't want to be Shenzi at all. So when I finally got in and, you know, going through the audition process, they asked me to read for Sarabi. Um, uh, and I didn't really know who Sarabi was. So I read for it and then I got it. Um, and in the back of my mind, I was still thinking, oh, but I still want to be Nala. I still want to be Nala. And I remember, you know, I went through my whole rehearsal process, learning the show and everything, learning Sarabi. And I remember my first show, you know, where I was on for the show, um, in the middle of Circle of Life, where I'm, you know, standing at the top of Pride Rock with Mufasa and Baby Simba. And I was like, this is exactly where I'm supposed to be. Yeah, like I from that moment, I was like, Nope, this is it. This is where I'm this is where I want to be. So yeah, so I kind of went through that whole process of wanting to be Nala not wanting to be anything else or anyone else. And then, you know, getting Sarabi and realizing that this was the part that I'm supposed to have, you know? Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. And that that's a beautiful scene like that. That opening scene. And yeah. Oh, oh Lord. I can't yeah. Think about it right now. <laughs> <laughs> I think right. I think it's beautiful too. I really do. I really, really do. It's 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 it just kind of wakes wakes everybody up. It you know, gets the audience going. It really immerses you into the world of this story. And I think it's beautifully done. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. When you're like, oh, how much is the ticket? But then right. we sit down and be like, okay, I guess it's it. worth it. Okay. Yeah, it's worth it. It's worth every dime. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yes. It's so beautiful. So, um, what would you, how would you describe your experience playing Sarabi? You know, through the years. Through the years. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's been great. Like you know, I love the role. I love. Um, I don't know. I just love it. I love playing the queen I love the part of the story that is Sarabi's like Sarabi's story I I enjoy telling that part of the story and I enjoy finding because I've been doing the show since 2010 like people often ask you know how can you do the show for so long don't you get bored or you know don't you get kind of tired of it and I feel like I don't because as I mature as a person and as a woman, I kind of grow into different parts of who Sarabi is. And I still find things, I still search for things that I can do differently every night. You know, I still search for moments where I think about, well, what is, what, what is happening with her in this moment? What, um, 
what can I infuse into this character that's not necessarily on the page, that's not necessarily a line that's going to tell the audience what's going on. Um, and so that's what I love about it, that, you know, as an actor, I get to constantly um, unfold and discover parts of Sarabi's story, you know, um, that's, that to me is the fun part. So I really enjoy it. I, I really enjoy playing her. Yeah. yeah. Do you think that you and Sarabi have some things in common? Um, well, at this point, yeah. <laughs> I feel you, like, you you know, exactly. <laughs> I am she, she is me. <laughs> um, yeah, I think, she, you know, because she's the queen and she's, she's the mother of Simba. She's the mother of this young prince. Um, and so, you know, she, everything she does is infused with heart and love for, you know, her, her child who is one day going to be king. And, you know, although I, I don't have children, I can kind of feel what that feels like to, you know, to want to raise this young child and know the responsibility that he's going to bear but also understand who he is as a kid and how precocious he is and how sometimes he gets himself in a little bit of trouble. And um, so, yeah, I think, I think we're similar in that, you know, we both kind of have a lot of heart, you know what I mean? Um, So, yeah. She seems wise and you seem wise. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And it's funny. There's even a, there's a moment where I don't want to give away the story but there's a moment in the show where kind of uh where Zazu kind of alludes to the fact that Sarabi's in charge you know Mm -hmm. like yeah Mufasa (laughs) you're the king but Sarabi's in charge and so I kind of love that I think that's an interesting balance of being wise and being strong um but also knowing that you're not the one that people are necessarily going to defer to but you, you're still kind of in that position of, of power and people see your wisdom and see your heart and see your strength. So I kind of like that. Right. Yeah. And I feel, I feel sometimes as women that, that tends to be the story. Yeah. People assume, you know, that the, I mean, men, men can lead whatever. They yeah. Can yeah. That's cool. <laughs> but a lot of times in the background, the woman is a, in a leadership role. She, is an authority yeah but her power her authority is so I don't know strong or innate innate. I don't know if that's what's the right word to say that she doesn't even have to present herself as the authority exactly it's like a quiet strength right you can yeah sit in the background but know that people understand that you know what's best and exactly exactly and but and I think the right moves yeah and I think that's part of the beauty of being a woman is that you know you're kind of the backbone of things mm-hmm. you know and sometimes it gets taken to the extreme like people don't necessarily see you or people don't want to acknowledge you like I feel like that can be the extreme of it but I think one of the beautiful things of womanhood is is being being that quiet strength like you don't have to come in the room and be the loudest person in the room but you can still be strong in the room you know what I mean right so yeah so what do you love about being in the show what do I love well I love the story absolutely love the story 
Um, I love the music. Um, and I also love my cast. Like I love the cat. I love the people that I get to work with every night. We, <laughs> we have so much fun, you know? Um, and I often joke that, you know, the people pay to see the show on stage, but the real, the real show is backstage. <laughs> mm-hmm. We have so much fun together. And yeah, I just really love the cast, the people that, that I get to meet. And um, it's interesting because I've been in two different companies. I've been on the tour and I've been in the Broadway company. Um, but, you know, there are several companies of the Lion King worldwide. And I think one of the beautiful things about this show is that at any moment, somebody from another company can come join your company for a short time and then go to another one. You know, like somebody who's in the London cast might come to the the U.S. cast and somebody from the Broadway cast might go on tour and somebody from the tour might come to Broadway and then somebody, you know, so you kind of get to, you know, we have people who started the show in Germany or started the show in, in Spain who are now on Broadway. So I think one of the things that I love is that it really is kind of a family. It's kind of a small world of people who are like in this Lion King universe and, and you get to interact with all kinds of people. You get to know people from all, literally all over the world who are coming together to tell this, this story. Um, and I think that's one of the things that I love most is just the people that I get to work with and the people that I get to interact with um, on a daily basis. I think it's, it's just beautiful. I've seen videos of the cast of the Lion King shows when they're traveling, when they're yeah. on screens and stuff. And I mean, <laughs> yeah. it looks like it's such a family. And I, I don't know if I've seen it necessarily from other shows where I haven't looked. Yeah. But it just looks like it's a family. Yeah. And I think that is so beautiful. It really is. It really, really is. I mean, we, we kind of spend our lives together, especially when you're on tour. You literally spend your life with the, you work with these people, you live with these people, you travel with these people. So it definitely becomes a, a, you know, a family type situation. So, yeah. 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 Beautiful. Would you say there are some struggles with being in the show? Um, yeah. And I think, honestly, the struggles, well, I mean, for one, it's very, it's very, very physically demanding. So you really have to be on top of just taking care of your body, taking care of your voice taking care of every part of you. Um, And sometimes it can be hard. Like sometimes I remember when I first started the show, I think for the first two months I woke up every day and my body just ached. And I was like, why am I so achy? But you know, there's just, it's so physical. Your, your whole body is literally, you know, making these characters, making these animals come alive. So I think um, one of the things that you kind of have to figure out like every single person has to figure out how to make their body work and stay healthy while doing you know this very physically demanding thing looking at the way you all move it looks like it can be demanding yeah it Um, is it really is (laughs) (laughs) it's like you learn how to take your rest when you need it when your body says rest everything stops you know yeah Awesome. Yeah, listening to your body is important. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) 
So first of all, congratulations on the 9,000th show. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, we just celebrated that uh, the other day. Does that make the Lion King, is it the third longest? Yeah, the third longest running show. Um, we um, are behind Phantom and Chicago. Uh-huh. Yeah. So yeah, we're the third longest running show on Broadway. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, so do you have like a favorite moment? Mm. from your time being in the show like was there a show that was just like oh this is (laughs) um I would say my first show ever when like when I first started the show and I was you know finished with rehearsal and I was finally on stage for an audience that was definitely an amazing moment and then my first show on Broadway because that's like the dream like the dream is like to be on Broadway and and my dream was to be on Broadway in The Lion King. So that moment was definitely like, oh, my God, I made it, you know. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I think those two moments um, are definitely two of my favorite moments um, from doing the show. Wow. I can yeah. imagine how yeah. that felt. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a pretty awesome feeling. And also, too, like, there's such camaraderie among the cast and people knowing like you, you get so much support when you're new and everybody is supporting you. The cast is, is supporting you, the crew, just like you have, you know that you have everyone's support. Everybody is there for you. Everybody is, you know, willing to kind of help you in whatever way they can for your, you know, for your first show. Um, so it's nice to know that all of that energy is kind of geared towards you. All of that energy is being, um, kind of projected towards you and and then when you finish your first show like people give you so much love and you know so many cheers and it's it's really beautiful wow yeah are there uh cast members that are that have been with you since you first started um not at this point just because I did go from the tour to the Broadway company um so it's interesting that there there are some cast members who are currently on Broadway with me that were also on tour with me, but we know we kind of started at different times. Okay. Um. So yeah, but like I said, that's one of the beautiful things about it is that you know you could do the show on tour and then you know come do the show on Broadway. You could do the show and leave the show and not do the show. You know, like I didn't do the show for like a year and a half and then came back and now seeing people who were on tour with me like several years ago so like there's always a bit of a family reunion going on like you hear this person's coming you're like oh I haven't seen this person in so long I'm so excited so it's there's always a bit of a reunion happening when some when people move in and out you know yeah 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 that's great I mean then and you have friends everywhere (laughs) exactly (laughs) yeah all over the place all over the place yeah it's beautiful yeah. Um, so how would you say that your time on the show has impacted your life? Um, I, well, I think, you know, it's definitely been a positive impact overall. Um, it's given me the opportunity to travel um, throughout the U.S. Like I've traveled a lot abroad, but I think before I went on tour, I hadn't seen a lot of the U.S. And so being on tour, like being on the North American tour, you go 
literally all over the country, up into Canada, like you go a lot of different places. So it's given me the opportunity just to kind of explore the United States, you know, which is beautiful. You, you know, you go to all these different places and you learn all these new cities and all these, you know, all these new places. Um, so I think that's probably been one of the biggest um, impacts that it's had is give, just giving me the opportunity to travel and, and really see the U.S. and go places that I may not have ever gone on my own, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. Is there is there a place in the U.S. that you would consider relocating to? Like, was there a place that you loved so much? Oh, man, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um... You know, I really enjoyed um, Southern California. Uh-huh. It's really beautiful. Um, you know, we, we were in L.A. for two months. We also did Costa Mesa. Um, so, yeah, I love Southern California. But we also had the opportunity to be in Hawaii for two months. Mm. So, like, nothing can really beat that. <laughs> you know, yeah. like nobody's saying oh I'd rather be somewhere other than Hawaii (laughs) you know um so yeah I mean just having the opportunity to go to Hawaii for two months you know most people take a vacation they go to Hawaii and they're there for like a week maybe two but we were there for two months so that was really cool just having the opportunity to explore the Hawaiian islands and be there for a good chunk of time you know that was that was pretty amazing yeah, I haven't been to Hawaii yet, but oh man, it's just gorgeous. Wow, just gorgeous. I mean, and if you don't like, like, there are some people who don't like beaches, who don't like the tropics, who don't like that. So if you don't like that, then you probably won't like it. But <laughs> I mean, I'm all about a beach, so <laughs> yeah. <You know? laughs> I'm, I'm I'm hoping to get there. There's there's actually a Disney resort. Hawaii. There is Alani, yes, and several of us had the opportunity to go there when we were when we were in Hawaii. It's beautiful. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's on it's on my list. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you got to get there if you can if you can. So, you are going to be leaving the show. Yes. So, uh right now I will be in the show until the end of July. Um but you never know. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. What's your next move? Are you willing to share? <laughs> well, I'm working on a few. I don't want to share too, too much. But I okay. am working on a few personal projects. Um, and I definitely um, want to get some travels. And my travels have kind of taken a bit of a backseat in the past couple of years. So um, I got to get some traveling in and, and, you know, go visit some friends and just work on some, um, some other personal, um, goals of mine, some personal things that I want to do some artistic endeavors. So, yeah. <laughs> right. Because in addition to acting, you are an author. Yes. You're a traveler. <laughs> you're a life coach. I am all of the above. <laughs> um, yes. You, you're doing things. I'm doing things. I'm doing things. Yeah. Do you want to tell us a little bit about your book? Sure. Absolutely. Um, so I self-published my book in August of 2017. So it's been almost two years now. Um, it's called The Heart Works, a collection. And it's basically a collection of short stories and personal journal entries that I wrote over a period of like several years. 
and um, I compiled them into a book. So um, there are travel stories in there. There are personal reflections in there, um, you know, personal journal entries that I wrote, um, just different writings, different things that I've written. I, I really enjoy writing. It's one of my ways of kind of like decompressing. And I've written, you know, different blogs over the years and just written things just for my own personal kind of fulfillment. So I decided to include some of those things in my book. So yeah, yeah, it was it was quite an achievement, um, especially since I self-published it. That's quite a process, <laughs> um, quite a process, yeah. Uh, I can only imagine. Yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> quite a process. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Yeah. That's really commendable for you to put yourself out there. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting because I was talking to a friend the other day and I was telling her that I really enjoy discovering myself um, like through vulnerability. Like I think we, we really shy away from being vulnerable. Everybody is afraid to like really put themselves out there. And I kind of search for opportunities to be vulnerable, you know, and, and publishing a book that is your personal stories. That's like really <laughs> that's really, really vulnerable. You're kind of stripped bare. And I remember as I was publishing and I was going through and editing and rereading some of the things I had written, I would read things and I would think to myself, oh my gosh, am I really going to like, <laughs> like, am I really going to like share this? Am I really going to share how I like this, this depth of emotion and this depth of feeling? But I think it's such a freeing thing. Um, to do that like I think when when you take control over your own self over your own story and choose to share yourself in that way nobody can hold anything over your head you know nobody can control you with anything because it's like well I've already chosen to tell to share myself in that way so nobody has control over you you know what I mean Right. Um, so I think that, you know, it, it's, it's quite a process, but it is a, and it is a vulnerable thing, but I think it's a really beautiful thing to be vulnerable. So, yeah. 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 It's a, it, it's a journey and it's, it definitely is. It's freeing. It's free. It really, really is. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. So what is, um, we don't sit on couches. We don't sit on couches. <laughs> well, we don't sit on couches. Oh, I have so many stories about this. Um, it started off as my travel blog. Um, I was, so I wrote a travel blog for several years. Um, we don't sit on couches.com for anyone who wants to go check it out. Um, but yeah, it was my travel blog. And then after a while, it just kind of became kind of like my lifestyle or like my kind of catchphrase for life. And really the, the, the meaning of that phrase is um, there's a long story about how I came up with it, which I won't go into it, but it's on the website if you want to check it out. But um, what it kind of means for me is that rather than sit back and wait for things to come to you or wait for life to happen to you, go out and, and live the life that you want to live. And I feel like for me, that's an, that's a constant journey of making sure that I am going after the things that I want to go after that I that I'm living my life to the fullest and not allowing fear to stop me and that's that's one of the things that I coach on um is fearless living one of my um 
one of the other phrases that I use a lot is fear is stupid. Um, that's one of like the hashtags that I use a lot. And um, one thing that I noticed, you know, as I was traveling and writing my blog and doing all of these adventurous things, I would notice that people would react um, with such fear you know, like their immediate reaction was, oh, my gosh, I would be so afraid to do that. Or, oh, I would just die or, you know, something that was fear based. And in my mind, I'm thinking, well, why, we can't go through life living with fear as the thing that guides us, you know. So that's one of the things that in my own personal life, I'm constantly checking myself to make sure that my decisions are not fear based. Um, and then also when fear comes up making sure that I ask myself, okay, what are you actually afraid of? What is this feeling? What are you actually afraid of? Let's get to the bottom of it so that we can kind of get over it. You know what I mean? Um, and as a coach, that's one of the things that I coach um, my clients on is how to get to the bottom of their fear, how to really uncover it and figure out what exactly it is. And um, so that, you know, we can overcome it because we live so much of our life, I think, governed by fear and there's so many things that we don't do simply because we're afraid. And what I've realized is that most of our fears are, are irrational and like not real. You know what I mean? So, um, so yeah, <laughs> that's, we don't yeah. sit on couches. That's fear is stupid. That's all of those things. It's so true. It's, yeah. It's, and it's funny because you can talk yourself out of doing something before you even like, research if you exactly figure out how to do it and people do it all the time people do it all the time yeah we convince ourselves that the thing that we want to do is impossible before we've even checked to see if it's possible you know what I mean like our default is to just go with the fear rather than push the fear aside and figure out if we can actually make it happen Mm -hmm. do you have like your most fearless moment or your moment where you kind of overcome your fear? Um, yeah, I mean, I've done, you know, I've done so many, you know, like I said, I've traveled a lot and I've done so many things where in the moment I was like, Oh my gosh, I can't believe this. Um, (laughs) I've done so many. So I'll tell you one there's, there's, um, I really hate the feeling of like, of falling. Mm. Like I hate that feeling. So I have to purposely, I feel like when something scares me or when something causes me fear, I have to figure out a way to do it so that I can get over the fear or so I I can at least confront the fear. So, um, I saw this video once of, it was just like a random YouTube video of um, these, um, I think the word is cenote. They're like in Mexico, there's the, there are these big, like kind of like holes in the ground, but it's like underneath, it's like a underwater, like underground watering hole or something. Okay. And so I saw a video of people like jumping off of this ledge into the water and I hate jumping off of things. Mm. I don't like the feeling of falling, but I saw that video and people were just having the time of their lives. And I was like, I got to go do that. And it's going to scare the crap out of me, but I know I have to do it. So I literally (laughs) took a two day trip to Mexico just to go to this specific one. 
Um, and it was near Chichen Itza. And I went with two friends of mine. This was while I was on tour. And so I went with two friends of mine. And we went. And I w- let me tell you something. <laughs> you have to, like, walk up these steps to get to the ledge so that you can jump off into the water. And so we're watching people walking up the steps and they're jumping off and, you know, people are just having a good time and it's so much fun, so much fun. So I'm like, okay, we have to go. It's my turn to go. So I walk up there with my friend, my friend walks up and he jumps off first and, you know, he just made it look so easy and so beautiful. And I'm like, okay. So he's in the water uh, with a camera, like with a waterproof camera waiting for me and my friend to jump in. And me and my friend, we get to the top, we get to the ledge. And we were like, one, two, three. And my body literally shut down. Like, I could not move. I was so scared. <sighs> and it was like, and I knew it was an irrational fear because I, had li- I was literally watching people do it over and over and over again. So I, know, I knew, like, nobody's dying here. Everybody's having a good time. But I just, my body just could not move. And so there are, like, two kind of lifeguards up there who, you know, they're kind of directing the flow of traffic. And they wouldn't let anybody else come up the stairs until me and my friend jumped and they just stopped everybody. So now at this point, I'm standing on this, on this ledge with my friend, my body will not move. I'm scared to pieces and everybody in the area is just watching. <laughs> I'm like, oh. oh my gosh, this is the worst. So finally <laughs> we just had to go. My friend was like, come on, Trafina, fear is stupid, fear is stupid. And I was like, I know, but I can't move. <laughs> So finally, like, I just get up enough nerve to just throw myself off the bal- off this, you know, ledge. And I literally, I jump and I hit the water and I come up and I'm like, oh my gosh, that was the most amazing thing ever. Oh. But like, that was like an example of how fear will stop you from doing things. Um, and you, you do it and you're like, what was I afraid of? It was so amazing. Like, you know, I, I just... I just had to get over the fear. I had to take the fear, take that energy from the fear and, and allow it to propel me forward rather than, you know, hold me back. So that's an example of one thing. I've done some, I've done some things, um, yeah. some pretty adventurous things, but that's an example of one thing where I was just so afraid, you know, yeah. to do it. But, um, but I got over it. Yeah, and then you had this beautiful experience. <laughs> exactly, and I have video of it, and you know it's amazing. So yeah, I try to try to be fearless. Yeah, <laughs> one of my biggest fears actually is I have um, really bad social anxiety. Oh wow! Okay. <laughs> yeah. So I would never guess that from meeting you. <laughs> so I force myself to just like just put myself out there yeah and, yeah like if the experience is awkward whatever yeah 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 I mean I'll probably think about it for the rest of my life but okay. <laughs> right then you're like you're dissecting it like oh gosh why did I say that why did I do that why did I yeah <laughs> but it's like okay but I did it I did exactly it, it, it is it's done and move on and exactly that was one of the like motivations behind even starting this podcast just to get to know people and yeah find a way to talk to people <laughs> yeah no but that's awesome but and I mean that's like that's perfect because you recognize your fear and you found a way to live even in the midst of having that fear you found a way to kind of overcome it and and figure out how to get past it and I think that's like that's a beautiful thing 
yeah 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 <laughs> it's a work in progress but... <laughs> it's a work, of course you know everybody's on a journey it's a right. journey you know right yeah very true yeah so you have a weekly show on I IGTV do. I do and on YouTube yes um, yes you want to do you want to tell us a little about Fearless Fridays yes I would love to talk about Fearless Fridays so Fearless Fridays um like you said it's a weekly show um it's on YouTube as well as IGTV um and it's basically it's a quick show it's like every episode is like less than 10 minutes and it's basically kind of an empowerment encouragement show but it's also um, geared towards helping people overcome fear and, and deal with fear. And, you know, every, in the beginning, every episode was based specifically about fear or like a a certain fear, specific fear that people have, but it kind of, kind of molded itself into, um, just like an empowerment series. So sometimes I talk about, sometimes I talk, I do talk specifically about fear, um, sometimes I talk about just encouraging and empower, empowerment things um, that kind of come to me and I kind of um, unpack, you know, my thoughts about that topic. And sometimes while I'm unpacking it, you know, I get to the root of it and sometimes it is fear based. Um, but yeah, that's just that's basically what it is. It's, it's a weekly empowerment series um, to kind of encourage people to live fully and live um, in spite of fear to live their lives fully in spite of fear. So, yeah. Right. Yeah. And yeah. it's beautiful. I think I've caught a few of the episodes and I, I found, I got my life. Yeah. Good, good. I'm glad. <laughs> I'm glad. Yeah. I always love when people tell me that something I said, encourage them or help them or, you know, even challenge them a little bit. Cause sometimes I feel like, you know, everything can't be lovey-dovey and soft. Sometimes we got to be challenged a bit in order to to get to the next place. So, yeah. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, and you travel. You've I do. You've quite a bit. Yeah, I have. Um, yeah. Do you have a few of your favorite places that you've been? Oh, man. <laughs> I Sometimes I feel like that's like asking a parent what, which child <laughs> is their favorite. <laughs> Right. <laughs> um, I really love, you know, my first trip abroad, my first experience abroad was um, in Ghana, West Africa. I did a study abroad when I was in college, um, a study abroad. So I did a semester abroad at the University of Ghana in West Africa. And um, I have to say that that's my favorite just because it was my first time abroad. It's my first time, you know, overseas. And I just loved it. I absolutely loved it. Um, yeah, it was just a beautiful experience to, to kind of, you know, go to West Africa, go to Africa for the first time and study at the university and meet so many people and have that experience of, you know, being a black American in Africa. I think that's a really profound experience. Um, And I think you see that a lot now, like you see a lot of black Americans going to different parts of Africa and kind of feeling like they have found their place. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, So yeah, that's definitely a favorite place that I could go back to again and again and again. I also really love Italy. I, like, I think Italy is my favorite European country. Mm-hmm. Um, 
just because there's so much natural beauty um, and there's so much variety in like their natural landscaping. Like you have mountains and cliffs and you have sandy beaches and rocky beaches and, you know, you have, you know, caves and coves and all these little things. The Italian coast is just gorgeous. Um, and I love the Mediterranean. So, so I think Italy is probably my favorite European country. Um, Ghana is my favorite country, like overall. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm scratching the surface. Like I still have so many places to go. <laughs> yeah. You what, know, where would be your next place? Um, I would really love to take a trip to uh, Tanzania next year. Uh, Yeah. And one of the reasons I want to go is I want to climb Mount Kilimanjaro. Mm. So, yeah, um, I really I really want to do that. So, yeah, that's definitely on the list of something that I want to do soon, soon and very soon. Um, Yeah. And I, you know, I've I've traveled a lot in Europe and you know different parts of Africa but I haven't been to like the far east I've only been to Thailand okay so I want to you know go further east like I want to see India I want to go to Japan I want to go to China like I want to go further in that direction um I also want to get to Australia so so yeah I got I, I still got some pages in my passport that need some stamps Awesome. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> See the world. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Awesome. This has been so great. Yeah, it's been awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to wrap up soon. Okay. But do you have a favorite Disney moment or memory you'd like to share? A favorite? Like you mean at the park or? In general. Just a Disney moment in general. Um, you know, I mean, I guess this would be a Disney moment because it's it's Lion King involved. Um, when I was on tour, um, my tour cast, we had the opportunity to uh, visit the White House and sing for our forever first lady, Miss Michelle Obama. <laughs> oh. um, yeah, that was really amazing. And I think one of the most amazing parts about it was that she gave each and every one of us a hug. And we were like, done. We were like, okay, we can die happy now. (laughs) You know, like that, that was an amazing moment. And it wasn't like, just like a quick little cute little pat on the back hug. It was like a real, like, let me embrace you with both arms hug. Mm. Um, So I guess that's a Disney moment because it's a Lion King moment. (laughs) Yeah. 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 So that was, that was amazing. Yeah. Oh, the mother. The honey forever. (laughs) Forever mother, and always. Mother. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> you're like life is life is life is complete. I'm good. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So I I meant to send my daughter's birth announcement. You know, because they'll yeah. send you little messages, and I never did enough for oh. credit. <laughs> Maybe oh, it's not no. too late. <laughs> Wait, how old is she? She's seven. <laughs> <laughs> They were like, girl, you're really pushing it, girl. <laughs> you're really pushing it. I know, I know. <laughs> but you never know. You never know. Right. Maybe I'll, I'll offer to be their tour and then on the, whenever they go to Disney World. Yes, right? yes. There you go. There you go. 
I'll be their tour guide. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, so um, what is one thing about yourself that you would like everyone to know? Um, oh, wow. <laughs> um, you know, I just, I love to, you know, this is back to the whole like fearless, fear of stupid, fearless living um, and it's one of the reasons why I started my coaching practice is I just love the opportunity to help people get over their fears and like live their fears and really dive in and figure out what their fear is. Um, I love to encourage people to live fearlessly. So I think that's, that's one thing about myself that I would love people to know, um, and it's a process, even for me, it's an ongoing process um, to figure out what a, what, fear, what a fearless life looks for you, looks like for you. Um, I think that's an ongoing process. And I just love being able to encourage people to do that. Yeah. 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 Pursuing your happiness is so important. Yeah. Fear, yeah. You know, it, it blocks it. It so. definitely blocks it. Definitely blocks it. Yeah. This has been so amazing. This has been awesome. Yeah. I I really, 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 really appreciate you taking the time out to talk to little old me. Thank you. Well, <laughs> thank you for thank you for having me on. I really love I love this. I love just having conversations with people. Yeah. This has been beautiful. Yeah. And I'm sure everyone listening has really enjoyed everything you have to say yes i hope so <laughs> and if uh they want to follow you or get to know more about you um, yeah where, where can they find you um well on instagram you can find me at trafina underscore wade so that's just my name t-r-y-p-h-e-n-a underscore w-a-d-e um, that's my Instagram. You can find me on YouTube. You can find my Fearless Friday series as well as um, my travel videos as well as performance videos. You can find all of that on YouTube under my name as well, Trafina Wade. Um, and then you can go to my website, trafinawade.com, and there you'll be able to check out my travel blog, uh, my podcast my fearless Fridays, my book, everything. You can get everything at trafinaway.com. Awesome. And we'll yeah. be sure to link all that in the show notes. Perfect. So everyone can get as much of Trafina as they need. Yes. Yes. <laughs> get as much as you need. Yes. <laughs> get your fix. Get your Trafina fix. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yourself. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you again so much for Thank you. talking to me and I mean I really enjoyed seeing you yesterday and hopefully I can sneak back in maybe one more time to catch yeah, you. Yeah, just let me know. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> let me know. <laughs> and once again, thank you. Thank you so much. You've just heard my conversation with Trafina. Her run at Sarabi will be closing at the end of this month. So if you're in town, please try to make it out and go see her. Also, if you live near Columbus, Ohio, please be sure to check out her short film, Dear Carefree Black Girl, which has been accepted as an official selection at the Columbus Black International Film Festival, 
which will take place in Columbus, Ohio, August 22nd to 25th. I've posted a link to her website and her social media in the show notes. And also check out her Fearless Fridays on YouTube and on Instagram. Living in fear is the number one way to block your blessings. As we can see portrayed in The Lion King where Simba would rather run to the jungle and eat bugs than step up, be a king, and get his woman. Just saying. Would you rather eat bugs or would you rather live a royal life? Avoidance and procrastination is a manifestation of fear. So think long and hard about what you're afraid of and go tackle that goal because there's no time like the present and you'll thank yourself later. The POC owned small business for this episode is Prim and Saucy Boutique. It is an online children's boutique that is owned by Tamika Atkins with a mission to provide unique, affordable boutique and custom style apparel and accessories to little ladies around the globe. Check out her stuff at www.primandsaucyboutique.com. Now for the announcements. First up is the D23 meetup. I know I teased this for forever, but I had to stop avoiding and procrastinating and get over my fear of it not being a great event and just pick a dang location. So the D23 meetup will be on Friday, August 23rd at 6 p.m. at the House of Blues in Anaheim, California. It's about a half a mile away from the Anaheim Convention Center, so everyone that's planning to camp out for the panels the next day can just head right over after you all link up and fellowship for a bit. If you are planning to go, head over to my website, afrosandpixiedust.com, and click the link on the events tab for more info, and also sign up for the newsletter there if you want more updates as we get closer to the event date. The second announcement is the giveaway that I teased about last week. I've teamed up with some other creators on Instagram to host a giveaway and it's featuring some awesome Lion King merchandise. In order to enter the giveaway, go head over to Instagram to at circle of life giveaway and follow the instructions there. I have linked that page in the show notes and it'll also be up on my website so you guys can win some cool stuff good luck to everyone and as always if you've enjoyed what you've heard please be sure to rate review subscribe and share this podcast with all of your friends and also be sure to join the afros and pixie dust facebook group so we can chat more about the lion king so until next time never stop deep conditioning or pursuing your happiness